that sound every week squeezer i know it feels like it's been a like a week <laughs> it's been about a week give or take a week pretty much exactly a week um and we're back with more rad years after uh we kind of bounced back people seem to like Crichton better even though we didn't get much love on instagram michael Crichton isn't really an instagram bull yeah it's not something like ooh, a book cover right <laughs> But uh, uh, we had a bounce, like a, I looked up, we were like 25% up on the week from last week. It was like, See, you're a 20 I don't, I don't look at the numbers. I feel the love in my heart. Yeah, we still did pretty good. We got a pretty good bounce back from Transformers. So it wasn't as much hate for Transformers as we thought. But um, Crichton did better. And I think this one is going to blow both of them out of the water this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the title alone says it. Yeah, it's retro candy. We don't have to hide it. We're doing retro candy, but we got some yeah. things to talk about first. Oh, yes, we do. We both saw Captain Marvel. We did. I saw it Thursday. I believe you saw it this morning, right? This morning. Yeah. Uh, I, nothing better than the theater at 1045 on a Wednesday. I forgot to tell you, I, when I was there, I wanted to get one of the Coke Zero Captain Marvel cups. But I uh, wanted to get one, too, so I could fill up my butter. We won't do this all over again. No, we don't. We everyone's quite aware of your butter. Fast, your, your need. It's for the greatest invention of all time. But did you get popcorn with butter? I had to. Yeah, you had to. We got pop. We get popcorn uh, now. They have a bar there too. Will we go in the evening? So. Yeah. What the hell was that all about? What? It was closed. Yeah, ten forty. That's pretty effed up. Yeah. It's, it's actually not closed. If you let them know you want to drink, they'll come out and make it for you. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've got... Uh, two fingers, please. Right, yeah. Uh, our staunch alcoholics that Enchantress and I are. Um, we're not. We're kidding. But we're adults. We like to have drinks and relax. Uh, we learn that if you just say, hey, is the bar open? They're like, yeah, we'll be right out. And they just send whoever. <laughs> yeah. So don't don't order, like, any fancy mixed drinks there. Pretty much stick to, you know, straight liquor, beer, wine, and the New Vision Tilmanade. Well, I we were at a uh, quite fancy restaurant where you ordered a beer and you wanted a Heineken, and the guy suggested one in particular. I'm like, uh, that's a wheat beer. And then he handed you the can, and you asked for a glass, and he gave you some weird cockeyed look. And now that restaurant doesn't exist anymore. What was that? Uh, we went to go see uh, – that was, uh, wow, five years ago. That was Tom Petty, Steve Winwood, when the arena first opened. Remember? Oh yeah, where did we go? I don't remember the name of it, or I won't. I won't burn them. I think it's gone now. Oh yeah. But yeah, he's like, uh, "Do you have Heineken?" No, but we have this. Like, That's not even close. That I completely forgot that happened. Yeah. Oh, I still remember that. It was... Yeah, that was yes, Tom Petty and Steve Winwood. That's yacht music right there. We. Mm-hmm. Yacht listening music. Um, I stayed for the whole show. 
I didn't know. <laughs> See, my buddy CB and I, uh, we uh, went to gym. We we stayed, we were at the building the whole show, but we were at the bar. Ah, yes. Uh, we found somewhere with Heineken, so we all know how I love a good Heineken. Toward the factory in Amsterdam, squeezer. We we can hear it. Yeah, it's, I've got a fresh one here, ready to go, for your enjoyment. That unmistakable sound. Um, and I get shit when I plug stamps.com. I'm not plugging Heineken. I just say I enjoy it. We toured, the, mm-hmm. Enchantress and I toured the factory. And anyone who's going to Amsterdam, I could give you this. You go on the Heineken website and do the Heineken experience tour. Pay the $49 to do the VIP. It's worth it. You get your own private group, your own private tour. And then they take you in this like bar uh, called like Freddy's for Frederick Heineken, the guy who made it. And That sounds made up. I, I might be wrong with the name. And and then they let you try like every single beer in the Heineken family and beers that like they're testing and stuff. And then you basically get to go up to this rooftop and drink as much Heineken as you want. Well, that's not a bad idea. Unfortunately, Enchantress and I had to split. Are there railings on this rooftop? <sighs> Again, we don't know because after the tasting room, Enchantress and I had to split and go to the Van Gogh Museum. So, I, I mean, I probably would have closed down the factory. <laughs> It would have been like when Homer went on the Duff Brewery tour. Mm-hmm. Well, like we did the Sam's tour, but we did like the second one. It was like 10 in the morning. It was awesome. So we were hammered. And the tour guides are drinking with you. Yeah. This guy already did a full tour, and he was sloshed. Yeah. It was great. I did the, the Sam Adams tour guy, and it was great. Like, as you and can you see, got the crazy-ass trolley driver. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, as you yeah. can, the tour guy was like, as you can see, most of the beer we brew is not brewed here. Most of the beer we brew is in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Do you know where that is? And I raised my hand. I'm like, I live there. And he's like, great. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> let's go Let's go smell some hops. <coughs> That's pretty good. Thank you. Now, you said hops not or whores. No, hops. Okay. Uh, and then we go whores. in the tasting room. And the guy goes, the guy goes listen, you guys look like you like to drink. When you're in the tasting room. Uh, sit at the end because then the pitches get to you. You just hold them. <laughs> you know that that long like beer garden tasting room. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and then then you get in the trolley and they take you to this bar. And the guy the guy driving's probably hammered. It's Boston. Oh, probably. Yeah. I know for a fact he was because yeah. I still have the claw marks in my leg from uh, Mrs. Squeezer holding on for dear life. And he's got like that shitty cassette playing boombox like blasting music. <laughs> Yep, it's the same a loop of all uh, Boston music groups. I thought it was just a loop of uh, shipping up to Boston on over no, and over no, and over. No, no, because there was like some uh, uh, some Wahlbergs in there, I think too. Oh, Mama's gonna Mama said knock you out. That's him, right? No, no, that was uh, that was Marky Will J. Oh, who is Marky Mark? What does he do? Uh, good vibrations. Oh, really? <laughs> and not not the Beach Boys one, or oh, is it good, vibrations? good vibrations. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, Mar- who knew that was Marky Mark? Not me. I'll tell you that much. It's probably not the name of the song. I'm, but it's you know how it goes. I got the good vibrations. Yeah, that's, no, that's him. That's Marky. Yeah, that's Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Um, that seems kind of lame. I thought he was tough. Well, yeah, but he's from Baston. He is from Baston. But I thought he was like 
tough from Boston. Oh, well, I mean, I was more of a Donnie fan myself. Not me. I didn't even know they were brothers until I was in like high school. They were on uh, one of those morning shows, uh, New Kids on the Block performed, and uh, whew, uh, maybe they sounded good in person, but uh, uh, it's like they uh, a little overmodulated. When I was when I was uh, when I was in grade school, it was kind of like lame to like the new kids. Mm-hmm. I would sit and the older kids would be like, "You like new kids on the block?" And be like, "No, nah, they're lame." I didn't know who the fuck they. I only knew they had a cartoon at one point on NBC. That's all yeah. I knew about the new kids on the block. I didn't know Donnie was related to Marky Mark. Uh, like I told you, I found that out in like high school. My sister had a doll and a poster. Mm. Recently, my sister at least just didn't, didn't give a shit. <laughs> she uh, she wanted to play He-Man's and Ghostbusters with me and, her, and make us play in her Fisher-Price kitchen. Uh, oh, so, He-Man's got to eat. Yeah, He-Man's got to eat. What did, would you? Uh, speaking of He-Man, man, I'm going to fucking probably Fuck. spend our... Sorry, Enchantress. I'm spending our rent next week on Case Fresh, man, Tenaz. I'm going to buy the whole case. Like, Zombie, can you ship me the entire case? Zombie Sailor... Uh, he follow him on Instagram at Zombie Sailor Toys. I, I tagged him in our post today. He's getting ready to unleash some case fresh vintage Motu shit at the end of March. So it's black fo- magic. Follow That's him. Why can't be in my house. Follow him, um, and then set your alerts because that's the only way you're going to prevent me from buying it all. Uh, and this is why I live vicariously through you. <laughs> Right. I'm going to need to break down that wall in between the offices that I'm in and take that office over. He could get we'll find him somewhere new. <laughs> I'm gonna need more more shelf space. No, 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 no. Take over the glass area. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like a museum. Break the two walls down and just Yeah. Or yeah. or build build figure cases into the doors. I can do that. Yeah, so that, so that they like when they, there's these big sliding glass doors in these three offices. So like the, we make the glass doors like figure cases, so that you op, you open up fig, and it'll give them some privacy that they much they, everyone always wanted. Who's in that? Who's in that? Oh, that would be awesome. Just have a a Motu wall. Have like sixty Viper figures as your door. <laughs> <laughs> It probably costs more than the actual glass itself. Oh yeah, for sure, but completely worth it. But yeah, that that the sorcery that zombie yeah, zombie awesome. sailor. You know, I thought he was kind of in the business of making, you know, uh, merch for the thousand dollar broski and um, the major wrestling figure podcast, which is all awesome stuff. And I'm like, oh come on, is that is that a a, a bingo now? Uh, the I it might be because I'm put. I'm Squeeze, you gotta listen. This guy is with like me with even more. I do money. listen. Oh, you listen? Yeah, I do. Yeah, he's like me with more money. Ye- Matt, like, it's like imagine if I if Vince McMahon gave me like a couple million dollars. I don't know what you with more money would even look like. It'd uh, be it's, terrifying. <laughs> it'd be terrifying. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's this guy. That's that's like, him. I picture you'd have to you'd have to get a monocle and a big fat cigar and a top a top hat and just light that cigar with a uh, hundred dollar bills. Probably, but but if you think about it, like like the one thing that I'm not is a completionist. It's like my whole like chaosness about me. Well, it's because you're you have the attention span of a four year old. <laughs> So you start your collection, and then you move on to something else. Yeah, but I'm never looking to... Com- the only thing I have a complete collection no. of... Is... Hang on. You know what I have a complete... E45. And that is... Congo. Congo. I, oh, the only complete collection I have is the Congo action figure line. But you're going to get another full set, right? So I can make your diorama? I've already been... like I've already got watches on about 50 eBay accounts. Excellent. Now here's the question, and you and might. We need we need multiple. Uh, what are they like? The warrior apes, or oh yeah 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 yeah. The generic yeah, ones, yeah yeah. Because you need multiples, you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, you, you always had a couple of velociraptors lying around. Here's my question, to you squeezer. Yes. Do I try to get my second set in in mint on card still, and then open them just so no one's ever touched them before? Oh, or do I just buy pre-open? Because some guy's selling the whole set, and I could get the whole set for like twenty-five bucks. And open. then you can do an unboxing with those, right? I figured, like, if I bu- no, well, I mean, he's got the whole set. Unboxed well, the already. unboxing with what you have. No, Current. I ne- I need to keep those on the card. I'm saying if I buy a second set, because those aren't wait, what you have now aren't punched. Some aren't. No, not all. Some aren't. Okay. Yeah, some are. Some aren't. Most of my unpunched uh, f- figures come from Zombie. So, again, those Motu figures, Zombie Sailor. Magic. He's got the hookup. Like, he hooked me up. I remember, like, this was, like, five years ago, Squeeze. Like, Zombie yeah. Zombie hit me up, and he's like, dude, I got an unpunched Hogan Hasbro. You want it? I'm like, Series 1. And those aren't, those aren't hard to come by, but it was pretty mint. And he added a good price, too. And I'm like, fuck, Yeah. He hooked me up. He got me your birthday present one year. Oh, Bob the Goon? Bob the Goon, yeah. Uh, he's right here. I'm hanging out with Bob right now. That was that was right, right after your wedding, too, or before your wedding. That, I got to get that hat. Right. That was before you moved, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's how long. Yeah, because I remember packing him up for the move. That's how long Zombie Sailor's been at the game, kids. Sorcery. I've been picking up items from this gentleman for a long time. And this is not Plugola. No, he's he's a friend though. Just a yeah, just a, you know, friendly. I mean, uh, if anybody else is a worshipping of awesomeness. Right. If anybody else is 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 about to sell like 500 Motu figures from the 1980s straight out of the cases Never before touched yeah, by human You're going to talk about it. Right. You're going to talk like, about it. Like, well, I don't get it. Why isn't there a 2020 special on this? Right. No. Hit me up. Like, why isn't this news? <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's news. On, right? No one, our, our audience might it's not like be a, listening. They're, they're listening to Radier's podcast. It is news. We should well, get like a news bumper. Like, nah, like we were going to get Mittman to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, that was one of those things we were going to do two years ago. The for, uh, news. This day, this day in history thing. This day in history. Yeah, remember, we, this day in history, we used to do this day in history. Now we just uh, ramble. Yeah, it takes too long to get going to begin with. So, you know um, what we never did? We never told the people what we thought of Captain Marvel. 
Uh, that's a good point. Uh, I was thinking of something else uh, before I shit. We're zombie sailor. Left. We're talking zombie sailor news and yeah. being the Motu figures. Um, and... Oh, but uh, so, yeah, we do actually cite uh, news as our get out of jail free card for various copyright infringements. So yes, we we are a legitimate news source. Right. Well, when we come up, Thanks. we're talking about news, and yeah, this is all. Opinion, so that also counts for fair use. Squeezer, no yeah. one, those talking heads, just you don't, you know, no one knows copy. No one could bend copyright law like fair use laws like me. And you said that yourself. Um, bend, um, shattered yeah. is another word at some point. Um, blatantly violated, hoping no one notices is another way to go about it. But you know, whatever. <laughs> but I had a back. I had something to. I, I I had defense. I had a defense. I like owe... the cardboard, like D and the little gate don't count. <laughs> Which one's that? What are we talking there? And like, you know, in the stands, like a basketball game, you get the D in the fence. Oh yeah. No, I, I, I had it's a D gate. Really? I had a, I had a good, yeah, they should have like a D and like chain link. Yeah. Right. Some razor wire on top. Right. I had um, <laughs> I I have always have a, a, a way to get out what of. What the it. fuck does a picket fence even do? Because uh, if you have a small enough dog, it's gonna get through. If you have a big enough dog, it's gonna break through. It. I if you have a does. deer, it's gonna jump over it. It fulfills dreams. People always want the house with the picket white picket fence. I uh, don't. I never wanted a white picket fence. I have a gray picket fence, and it's a pain in the ass. I, now it's like everyone wants the ugly white vinyl fence. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. That's what everyone's been putting up around us and neighbors so they don't have to see me. It's fine. I, I don't want to see you either, people. Put your fences you can, up. Then you can just pressure wash them. Yeah, yeah. You're right. And when you're, you don't have to paint them. Yeah, you just pressure wash, wash them. And Squeezer, when you're right, you're right. So what? I, yeah. And, what, and when I am right, it's uh, rare. Now, uh, I feel like it's it's apropos to talk about Captain Marvel on the Radiers podcast because it takes place. Okay, go ahead. I, I couldn't spell apropos if you wanted me to. Well, uh, I let it autocorrect it and then define it for me. It, so it good. takes place in 1995. Yes, it does. And I marked out so hard in the theater during Stanley's cameo. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. It, it melted my heart. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it is so... And it's not just because <coughs> it's the beloved Stan Lee. There's something else. And the soundtrack, too. My sister saw it tonight, and she called me, and she's like... Oh, God. It's like... The, I thought it was cool. Like, they actually have, like, a thing in there that it just, like, you know, plays songs right off your phone. What? Wait, what's that? Like, it, it just... The movie, it actually just play. It, it reads your playlist and plays it for you. Oh, he's making a joke, people. Yeah, it was a joke. Yeah, but my sister was like, oh, my God, those three specific songs they played. I remember you just playing, like, they, like uh, Only Happy When It Rains by Garbage, Just a Girl by No Doubt, and um, Celebrity Skin by Hole. Like, yeah. She remembers me just, especially <laughs> those that Garbage album. It's funny that you go you go that route. I thought they were great, but I, I got I got some salt and pepper and, and Vogue in there. And that made oh. me uh, mark out big time. Yeah, I was. These aren't spoilers, right? No, no, it's no. music. But I was when I, my first concert ever, Squeezer was no doubt with Weezer. Mm. 
1996. So I was a uh, hard Gwen Stefani uh, fan, and uh, also uh, I bet Sh- you were. also yeah, I know I was in love. Also Shirley Manson, for that matter, of Garbage, also mm-hmm. in love. I love both those bands, and I mean, while we're at it, whole ah, she, like undeniably talented Courtney Love might have killed Kurt. Don't know, probably did it. Might have, and if she did. Even more talented. Because <laughs> they ruled it a suicide. But yeah, I love Celebrity Skins. Great song. Uh, great movie. A um, lot of fun. I and thoroughly enjoyed this. I was not expecting to enjoy it as much. I went in like, oh, the trailers are kind of mad. Not excited for this. And I came out, I'm like, that was freaking rad. Yeah, it was. And, and even, dare I say, um, maybe... And I loved it, and I loved all the nostalgia and all that. As a, a filmmaker, which I'm not, but as someone that has seen filmmakers do behind-the-scenes featurettes, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe they went overboard on the nostalgia a little bit. You did? Not, 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 not in a negative way. I'm like, look. I didn't feel that at all. Uh, I, I, felt like, uh, I felt like a couple of the music cues were a little too hit, hit you over the head. I didn't feel that at all. Like, yeah, I but never... I'm not, in no way am I complaining. It was almost like, it, it kind of, look, and I, I'm saying this in a positive way, it did kind of take me out of the movie. Nah, that never happened to me once. I was really? Because t- I'm, I'm looking at it from a, I, I can't ever help myself. I can never get truly into it. I look at it from a production angle every time. And when that like music cue kicks in, I go, oh, awesome. And in my head, I'm like, this is a great place to drop this in. It, it's just it's just the way I'm wired. No, I never once felt like that. And um and w- there which one are you talking th- about? Uh I think I'm just a girl was a little uh just Are you kidding? I thought that was the best fucking scene in the movie. No, no, the scene and the not, music was perfect. No, no, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. In my mind, it took me out because I look. I immediately it took me to a different place. I thought it was it too perfect for you because I thought like for me they couldn't have gotten more perfect. No, no, it was absolutely perfect. But it's almost like it put me in the. It's almost like I put myself in the back of that edit suite and go, "This is a great idea. Do it." Like I just, it took me out. Well, of I it. mean that that's not a, so damn a, good. That's not a slight against the movie. No, no, no! It's not. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so stop accusing me of being an ass. That's so. That was such. I like that. That cue alone, like, had a, me smiling from ear to ear. Like in that scene, where like she realizes her potential. Like, hey, 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 hey! We're not spoiling. Now we're we're getting close though. We understand that the movie's about a superstar, a superhero who must realize her potential. That's true. Right. So. That's what uh-huh. I think all 21 of these movies have been about. <laughs> um, I put it up there. It's on. It's in the top of the, what are it, 21? Yeah, right? 21. This is the 21st. It's it's in the top quarter. It's in the top five. Yeah, me too. I really, you know me with Ant-Man and Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. Fuck, I think is. Paul Rudd's just so freaking. Is Winter Soldier still? Yeah, Winter Soldier's the best one. It might still be. It is. There's no. Yeah, okay. It is. And uh, I love Guardians. Oh, that's. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, so Guardians and Guardians 2, I think almost. I, I would put. I go 
and my top five, and there's no order. They're just my five favorites. So mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Avengers, the original, um, Cap- Gar- well, Captain America, Winter Soldier. I can't speak. Captain America, Winter Soldier. Um, Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Strike that. I put Ant-Man and Wasp over Ant-Man. I enjoy it better. Um, and I'll put Captain Marvel in there too. Maybe Civil War and Captain Marvel. See, I... Yeah, see, Civil War is tough for me just because the title. If they would have called it Avengers Infighting, I, I would have... I would have... It would have been better for me. Really? No, and I, I, I loved it. I loved it. And that scene of, you know, the, the airport scene is great. It's just... I'm a man who's read... When, 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 when you... Look, when, when you call it Civil War... And there's the whole comic, that whole run of Civil War, and they have nothing to do with each other. I, I disagree. I have you. I mean, what what do you mean they have nothing to do with each other? Like, I mean, they do. It's there's, there's no, so much. There's no secret identities in the MCU, so there had to be something else at stake. And I thought like the Sokovia Accords were perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 a civil war. I thought that was done. I thought they really did justice to the comics. So does Brian Michael Bendis, for that point. Fair enough. We we're we're civil war. I'm a, Mar- a Marvel apologist, big time right now. <laughs> oh yeah, you are. Squeeze is trying to poke holes, and I'm like, no, I'm no. trying my best. The whole, I um, fill the holes. And you, I can't, you kind of, I got to put like the first Iron Man in there because it's so important. Yeah, yeah, the first Iron Man's, I love them all except like Thor. <laughs> oh, shit. Where do I put Thor Ragnarok then? Thor Ragnarok's good, but it's still not Ant-Man anymore. It's not, yeah, it's just, it's different. Yeah. Doctor Strange, <laughs> don't forget him. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's a lot of them. 21. And, um. So on the other side of the fence, we watched Aquaman finally. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's like the best way they could have ever done Aquaman ever in the history of ever. And it was really based on Jeff John's new 52 run of Aquaman. And I could tell it the whole time. And at the end, we're seeing writing credits and this story by Jeff John's. I was like, oh, no shit. That has to be. Yeah. Like, like that. Like I remember like Jeff John's, Made me like two characters in the new Fifty Two: Aquaman and Shazam, and I'm pretty sure he's heavily involved in both of those. That look, and Shazam looks fun as fuck. It's funny they put a Shazam trailer in front of the Captain Marvel trailer. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like they put a Captain Marvel trailer in front of a Captain Marvel trailer, and the rest was Disney. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was uh, Lion King and Dumbo, and I'm I'm not gonna like. Lion King looks amazing, like oh, hell visually. Yeah. Hell yeah! And plus, it looks amazing. Like, now, I'm not saying it needed to be done. No, but the only Disney live action movie I've seen so far was The Jungle Book, and I loved it. And it's Fabs, and also fucking Childish Gambino as the voice of Simba. So, and fucking, I gotta see it just because Seth uh, Rogen is Pumbaa. <laughs> yeah. And Billy Eichner from Parks and Rec is Timon. Mm-hmm. And John Oliver is Zazu. Zazu. Yeah, it's I mean, it's got a lot to live up to though. 
No, I, I don't really give a fuck about the cartoon movie. Really? Honest. Oh, I loved it. I, hey, I, as I long like, if I get Kuna another Matata. Genesis game out of it, I'm cool. Yeah, I, I liked it at the time, and I, I pretty much only liked Timon and Pumbaa and Hakuna Matata because they sang about farts. And uh, mm-hmm. Olive, with one eye, kind of like snorts like a warthog, so we kind of always sing that part to her when I was a young warthog. Uh, adorable. Yeah. And oh, the shame. That's your part. <laughs> he was a shame. A lot of change in my name, but what's in a name? And I felt downtrodden. How did you feel every time that I... Wow, you know the lyrics, don't you? Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, you do. That's, um, did we tell the story of my mom making us drive to the beach to listen to that soundtrack? Like, on repeat? Oh, my, my aunt used to have, like, the, the box set of, not box, but, you know, like, those weird box sets where it's kind of like a, a long, tall book? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a, those. There's, um... But, like, a various Disney soundtracks. We used to listen to that all the time. Two soundtracks that haunted me for my mom. And, and one, Lion King was kind of enjoyable because Sakuna Matana came up every once in a while, and they talk about farts, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. But there's one that, like, still haunts me to this day. She was obsessed with the Avita soundtrack with Madonna. Oh. Don't cry Man. for me, Argentina. Uh-huh. Man, did they cram that down your throat? Like, that was pop culture at that moment. I don't know if that was just because my mom was so obsessed with it, but I felt like... No, it was everywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> you can lose Madonna in that point. But, yeah, that that was, like, yeah. But... Um, what are we even oh, we're talking about? We got the Marvels though. I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very thoroughly, thoroughly. I really, and I not only liked it, I loved it. And I and really... I without saying any spoilers because we didn't talk about this. Um, and and someone brought up to me the the uh, uh, end credit scene, not the end end credit scene, but the fun credits end scene. Right. Like the ones with the people that made all the money, and then. The one where all the people that did all the work. The top line, like then, the, then the bottom line people. Yeah, pretty Top much, line yeah. credits, bottom line credits. Below yeah. the line, yeah. Um, all the drivers. Um, and the 7,000 uh, graphic artists and engineers. And I, I, lo- I love how, because you're an IT guy at the place that does the work, you get a movie credit. Um, mm-hmm. They, they basically power. send the sheet and they're like, Fill your credits. And they send yeah. it back. Yeah. Type Fill them in. Out. Um, <clears throat> and then you petition IMDb to give you a page. Yes. Uh, I have like a couple because like actors would fill it out for me. I never logged in ever. But like they'd take your name down and then fill out their own account. So I have some weird ass well, credits. That's how you – that's how like for smaller shows, that's how actors like actually get approved by giving a full list of credits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm like a set dresser in one. It's very strange. Um, but uh, where was it going? Oh, with, without giving anything away, do you agree that it's the most brilliant way to move on from this movie to the next one and shave off 20 minutes of unnecessary bullshit uh, come next month? With the last scene? Not Not the last, last scene, but the... The end oh, with, oh, the first one. Right, yeah, the first right. one. Yeah, no, that's... that's... They, just, they just saved themselves 20 minutes of bullshit in like, the next Avengers with that. I, I know there's, like, people who are pissed 
of Marvel how like they they backline marketing into their movies. And yeah, have trained people that it's coming. And then they kind of slap. I'm not gonna lie, they kind of slap you in the face with this one. Do they? Not this one, but the last last one. Oh, the last last. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was great, but I'm like, really? I watched Bill Bill Smith's name. It was the assistant driver for the driver that drives the st- uh, Will the st- Sasso around. Listen, the star of that post credit scene, in my opinion, might have stole the entire show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I f- and that's that's the new you. Broken. Right. No, come on. I love Olive. She's now, I know. You're broken. She's a, why am I broken? Because I like not cats. saying it's a bad thing. I'm broken too. <laughs> we show emotions and feelings. Yeah. I, I I'm know. I'm broken for little girls that fall down and get back up now. Yeah. Yeah. That had to bring a tear to your eye. It, I'm not sequence. gonna lie, it was a little sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she uh I th- and uh, all bad things said about Brie Larson are not true. She's again, I was not excited for it. I was like, eh, she doesn't seem like it. she's really like she's playing, you realize what she's playing and what she's she's actually acting. Like, God forbid you act and <laughs> in a movie. But yeah, she's acting and you get you get her motivation. And then you 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 see her ter- her turn her pro- her progress and mm-hmm. I think it's really well done. No, no, I I it was a lot of fun. And uh, I guess I never said it. I really liked Aquaman too. I, it's a little long, little long, but they do a lot of good comic book stuff that you're gonna love if you're a DC fan. Okay, but not long Batman v Superman long. No, that was long and bad. <laughs> this is oh long. okay. This is long. This is and long good. and good. Yeah. And that Jason Momoa, he's just such a fucking charming motherfucker. You could watch him do shit forever. He's no Paul you, Rudd. You, you can say it. But He's a hunk. He is a hunk, but he's also charming. Like, you could be a hunk mm. and have zero charm personality. This guy's got personality in droves. Whew. Well, it's a good thing I got that charm and personality. <sighs> well, I mean, come on. Did you see the Oscars? So, uh, Enchantress no. and I were walking, watching. She loves the Oscars. We were watching the the pre show, whatever it is, when they bring people up on the red carpet. I like the behind the scenes because I just want to watch that high speed robo cam swingy arm thingy do its thing. You're getting off the subject here. So, apparently, so he walks up, Jason Momoa walks up with his wife, who is uh, Lisa Bonet. You knew that, right? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. And. The reporter's talking to Jason Momoa, and she I guess he does this like weird dance thing, and he did it before. And the reporter asks him if we could get a little bit, and the look on Lisa Bonet's face, and she holds her hand up. She's shaking her head, and like, no, no, please, no. And it was such a real moment. Like, like I've seen that look of embarrassment in Enchantress's face before. Wow, so she's got a thing for really hot guys. Who, Lisa Bonet? Yeah. Uh, what we talk, Lenny Kravitz? Yeah, Lenny Kravitz still has my heart. Yeah, he's, he's handsome. Where's a, where's a living room rug as a scarf, and he pulled it off. <laughs> um, but yeah, today speaking of my idiotic antics, today I, I recorded one of my when when I get robocalls. John Oliver did his whole thing on robocalls. Robocalls are a nuisance, but for a long time, um, I've had my way of fighting them, and I I think I've 
I got a lot of people doing this now too. I, I like, I'll fuck with them and try out my impressions. Mm-hmm. And like, I, so a couple of weeks ago, I was on the couch with Enchantress and someone called to give me a free cruise. And I played completely along with them and, and did the whole strike guy thing until the end when they needed my credit card number for this free cruise. And I was like, okay, you ready? And he's like, I'm ready. I'm like, you ready? And he's like, I'm ready. I'm like, it's one. He goes, one. I'm like, two. He goes, two. I'm like, three. He goes, oh, and hangs right up. <laughs> uh, I got that, like, the day before, I had one of those scammers trying to, like, consolidate my debt that I don't have. Oh, yeah. And I was like, somehow some of us find that hard to believe. Right. But he, he needed. Well, you, you have you have money debt, but your value is in uh, non-punched Congo action figures. Yes. He needed one day gold will be non-existent. No, but, con- but to consol- we'll all need Amy's. He knew I had the credit card debt, but to consolidate it, he needed my credit card number. <laughs> and he's like, all right, go ahead. Then I'm like, ready? He's like, yes. I'm like, one. He goes, one, two. Two, three, and he goes, fuck you. <laughs> so I realized that pissed him off. But then today I got a call about back pain specialists. And I recorded it, so I'll put it, I'll put it on Instagram. Oh, fantastic. And he's like, Hi, this is Jason from the Back Pain Specialist Institute. Uh, how can I help you with how, who am I talking to today? I go, I'm Andre the Giant and I don't have pain. I cause it. And he goes, ha, and then hangs up. <laughs> Uh, at least he was in on it. Yeah, at least he laughed. I, I like how they call... Why would you have back pain? It's a scam. It's all to get your credit card. Yeah, I get that, but so, they should have like, known you. By chance... they you pick anything up. They get, they get someone who has back pain. Maybe they get you to give your credit card numbers. Gotcha. I, uh... The IRS ones, I am ruthless with. So oh, yeah. It's... Uh, I don't want to stereotype, but it's usually not American people calling you saying they work for the IRS and to call so them Australians. Back. I'm just saying not American. Canadian. And uh, it could be. And they're saying Damn goofies. they're saying that they don't they're, they're with the IRS investigation department and you could risk going to jail unless you call them immediately. And I love those. <laughs> and I immediately start cutting promos as Hulk Hogan against the IRS. <laughs> and they get so pissed. Like, they say they're going to, like, F my mother and F myself. And he, they get, like, so mad. Uh, you should tell him you're going to talk to your congressman about that. Were you? Yeah, I know. Were you the, the, the guy who just kept, like, hitting his keypad against us and we get hit in the back? No, no, you did your Andre for the one time. Yeah, I feel like the longer I could keep them on the phone, the, the less I take time away from them scamming other people. Hey, it's a, it's a, it's a service. It's a noble cause. Yeah. Plus, it cracks me up. And then, <laughs> Jess just goes, these people are probably gonna just like identity thief you. <laughs> yeah, well. I gotta practice my Andre on people, somebody. Yeah, but and then your bank will call you and try to protect you, and then you pull the Andre scam on your uh, own bank. Right. <laughs> you live destitute. No, then. my bank knows better. They text me. Oh, that's nice of them. Yeah. Uh, my bank, my bank was nice enough to let me know. They sent me an email that there was some gold in Nigeria, uh, uh, and they just needed a routing number. Oh, I hope you gave uh, it to them. Right so away. I emailed my bank my routing number. <laughs> Yeah, my bank never knows my routing number. I constantly have to give it to them. Yeah. 
They gave it to me, but then I have to re-give it to them. So uh, that that's a fun little thing I like to do, the Andre the Giant. Um, a lot of people have talked to Andre and Hulkster and uh, the various voices in my head in the last few months. What What's our topic today? Yeah, speaking of voices, we should move on because I'm going to lose mine soon. Uh, we're only a half hour in. That's not bad. For uh, yeah, but I've got this cold thing going on and it's, my throat is... I apologize when I'm going to be hacking through this show uh, Well, um, another 15 minutes in. But, well, I, I, you will... I mean, it's not like this is a, a, a an ode to joy coming out of this uh, flabby sack of flesh, but uh, yeah, it's not it's not as up to par as it normally is. It's a slight burning. It's not like it, it's not like crackly because it sounds normal, right? Yeah. Maybe a little more nasally and a not little even. more dry mouth than usual. No, nope. not even. But uh, it's just like a burning sensation in the back of my throat. So 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 hot. I you know you just burns. I'm pleasant. All right. So um, I think I go first this week, right? Um, let me well, look. I'll tell you. Look, at, I'll look at Crichton. Okay. Wait. Uh, I have it on my desktop here. Yes, I went first. You went first. I go first. Because I went first on Transformers. Oh, that's right. And then I went, went first. first on Crichton. Congo action figures. Now here's Squeezer's first pick about retro candy. In case you forgot what the hell we were talking about. Here's the ring. Here's the ring. Ring pop. You can wear a ring around your finger. Ring pop. I love the way a ring looks. I love the way my ring tastes. Ring pop. Introducing to the flavor. Ring pop. Will you wear my ring? I I love me a good ring pop though. Uh, I was I mean, never into the ring pops because it kind of like drools the ring slobber all over your fucking uh, f- hand. Well, that's because I I wouldn't really bother though because normally when I get these I'm at the pool. Like oh. these were the ones you'd get these at the snack stand. Uh, we weren't. So we, you we, get that nice uh, chlorine uh, uh, infusion along with it. We uh, weren't affluent enough. To belong to a pool. My neighbor had an above ground that we frequented, but there wasn't a snack well, stand. That's on. That's on them. That's poor. That's pool management. Poor pool management. Yeah, they could have just. Wait, you didn't live in a township that had a pool? Uh there was a private one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, mine were all like township. Like you paid like seven bucks or something. No, there was Swimcrest. Uh, that's, private why you, pool. that's why you had taxes. Yeah, there was in Allentown, but not in uh, not in South Whitehall. Uh see, so you, you had to come out to the east side with me. Uh, I didn't realize uh, for the longest time these are actually made by Tops. Yeah, uh, well, they were. Uh, are they still? Uh, don't know if still, but there's um, a few of my candies are Tops on this side. I've yeah, good same stories. here. Yeah, tops. You, you you don't realize like the impact that they had on. Uh, like when you say candy, you think oh, like the big, like you know, Hershey, Nestle, like the the chocolate confection, you know, kind of stuff. But you're 
your true real junk candy. Uh, the same people that made baseball cards. Yeah, I mean, and in Pennsylvania, I think Tops is located too, right? Yeah, they moved. So technically, like they still say, like, oh, we're from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, yeah. But all the facilities and stuff, they moved there in like the '60s to, um, uh, like south of Scranton. Um, and if you don't know where Scranton is, it's where uh, Kevin oh. McAllister's mom uh, ended up, and then had to drive. Uh, to Chicago with John Candy in the back of a Penske truck. So, also the office. Or oh yeah, the office works too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it Duria? Duria? I don't know. I'm. It's like 45 minutes from here, and I don't know how to say it. So mm-hmm. I'm sure there's someone there right now. Although I don't think they have the internet up there. Um, uh, where is that Duria? Luzerne County. Oh yeah, it's Luzerne County. Yeah, they yes. don't have internet, so they're not listening to us anyway. Yeah, we're, no worries. We're um, I I I love these things just because it was so convenient. Because you could still swim. Like this, this was one of those pool things. You can swim, and you still have a lollipop on your hand. What, uh, what was your favorite? What was your go-to flavor that you would get every time you got a ring pop? Oh uh, well, see now me, uh, unfortunately, uh, there's going to be a theme here. It's watermelon everything. Oh. Watermelon by fo- outweighs everything of all the candy flavors. And uh, what's your favorite? Well, you didn't really like them to begin with. Grape. Uh, oh, okay, uh, if we're talking, down. I think that's number eight on the list. I'm. I went to. I found uh, Ranker has a listing of all of the uh, uh, Ring Pop flavors. I'm a grape mark. I'm a love. I'm a lover of. Grape. That's true. You do love grape. Even grape Kool Aid. God, my favorite Kool-Aid flavor is the mascot, the unofficial mascot. I made it my avatar of rad years when I started That's the true. Instagram. Purple Source Rex, which yeah. is grape lemonade. Because um, it's just like uh, like I said, our neighbor who would watch us all the time, she called it dish, uh, dirty dishwater. Dirty dishwater, yeah. When we would want uh, grape Kool-Aid. Right. Um, so uh, we'll just rank the top five. Uh, your your grape uh, is actually comes in at number ten, Ooh. Uh, and this is all the flavors. So there's like the cotton candy bubble gum. Okay, uh, as, as a kid, you took if if there was like regular flavors, but a cotton candy or a bubble gum flavor, <clears throat> you took the cotton candy or bubble gum. No, watermelon everything. Or there were also like blue raspberry, and then the only I time guess I would go bubblegum would, would be with the, that shit that they put on the scrubby brush when they clean your teeth. Yeah, I uh, I you know I, I'd go for all the flavors. We we uh, they'd sell blow pops for fifteen cents back at that Texaco gas station, so they'd have like the Atomic Warheads for five cents, the uh, yeah. the the Jawbreakers for five cents, the Bazooka bubblegum for five cents, and then they'd have the blow pops for 15 cents. <clears throat> I like how our penny candy had a 500% markup. Yeah, I know. Well, now it's probably more. Yeah. So I would run the gamut. They had watermelon, cherry, grape, um, sour apple, strawberry. Sour apple. And, um, you know, then they mixed in blue, which you really can't really, they call it blue raspberry, but it's just fucking blue. Yeah. Blue raspberry, blue, blue, Blue raspberry came in ranked number one. Okay, yeah, I figured that's yeah. Number followed one. by watermelon, then strawberry, then cherry, 
than cotton candy. So notice though that the top four are all original flavors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love me a good watermelon. Now, at, and at the same time, the, the convenience of it was great. Me personally, though, I would always take a push pop over a ring pop. Oh, yeah, push pops. Those were tops, too, right? I believe so. It's the exact same thing. It's just in a different mechanism uh, to, you know, catch your uh, childish whims. Yeah, well, I was a big fan of. I'll, I'll talk about that later. Where I got most of my push pops, but also KB Toys, we sold a lot of push pops, and we sold ring pops, and we sold. I told you, I told the story on the show before how me and this girl who worked there together got into like a friendly competition to sell blow pops, and we just straight up we didn't lie to anybody. I was like, hey, I'm trying to sell more than her. Mm. Uh, do you want to buy one? And everyone would be like, uh, sure, because and it was mostly. Like middle-aged women who come into KB, so I like murdered her. Oh sure. Like, oh, this boy's so cute. He's like my son. I'll take one. So yeah, I murdered her. Uh, I I sold <clears throat> like three cases that day, and like the corporate office called down. They're like, hey, because they told us we we need to push the impulse candy more. And then that day, I sold like three cases of blow pops. And they called. They're like, <laughs> how did you do it? And I and I was like, they put me on the phone, and I was like, I told everyone that I was trying to sell more than her, would you like one added to your order? It's only like 50 cents. And it, most everyone said yes. And they're like, that's incredible. And they sent me this light bulb filled with M&Ms. It was like a glass light bulb like with like a screw-on like top. That you'd, like the screw-on piece would screw on t- the top of the light bulb. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, I got you. And not a light bulb's work. It was filled with M&Ms and it had like a little plaque on it for sales ingenuity. Look at you. Yeah, and this is when I was in high school. I was, I was like, really, uh, that's one of my greatest moments in my life. Just think, had they not gone away, you might, you might still be at KB. They were trying to keep me there when I left to go to school. They're like, no, don't do that. Stay here. We could use you. Like you would be running this place. You could have ran a toy store. Oh God, I would. I'd be so happy. I'm happy yeah. in my job now, but I would I was so happy at KB. I loved every second there. It was a great job. But yeah, I just all I said was I didn't lie to anybody. I didn't say anything. I was just like, hey, I'm trying to sell more than her. You wanna buy one? Honestly, where I'm at now, I would immediately buy one from you. Probably, yeah. Just because the honesty. Yeah. And just the absurdity of it. <laughs> like this asshole has the nerve to have a contest to cost me more money. Yes. Good for you. Fifty cents. It's a blow pop, and he's trying to beat this girl who looks who's got resting bitch face. I had resting dork face, so that always beats resting bitch face. This big goofy half smile, right. <laughs> <laughs> drooling a little bit. Buy a blow pop from me. <laughs> like Forrest Gump here is trying to sell me a blow pop. I can't <laughs> say no. Background character at a Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, well, that's pretty much what I looked like back then. And she was, she didn't have a wrestling bitch face. I'm kidding. She was a sweetheart. She just, she's like, I Way just. Way to backpedal. I know, I'm backpedaling because I feel bad because I murdered her in the contest. <laughs> it's not nice to say someone has resting bitch face, so squeeze her. Yeah, you're not allowed to say that anymore. No, I do kind of have it, but guys don't get accused of it. Yeah, what the hell? I have it all the time. And it's not because I'm a bitch. It's just because I'm not listening to what you're saying and staying off in outer <laughs> space. Like, oh, fine. What are you in a bad mood? I'm like, what? No, huh? <laughs> Can taco hat? 
Um, so Blow Pops. We sold them at KB Toy Star. And Blow Pops are awesome, and so are Ring Pops. Oh, yeah, Ring Pops. <laughs> What's your pick? Oh, okay. Here's my first pick tonight. So that's a retro beeper commercial I found online. That was fantastic. I know. Uh, and it's basically to talk about the bubble beepers. Uh, probably the coolest pack of gum you can get in the early 1990s. But there was scandal around this. So you really? know you know what a bubble beeper is, right? Yes. <gasps> oh my god, I just saw something online and I can't believe it. I gotta write I gotta go ahead. Sorry. About bubble beepers? No, something kind of related. This will be on the later show. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so um, uh, Bubble Beepers was a, a pack of gum that had 17 sticks of regular bubble gum in it. And like the wrappers were neon colored and they had like pages on it. And like the, the container came in with this plastic box that the top opened up and it was made to look like a pager and had a clip on it. Um. And like I remember, Dinosaur Dracula did a story on these when he took he has when he took a picture, and he's like, "We bought bubble beepers for the containers alone, which were used as clip-on coin purses, <laughs> long after the gum's been chewed." <laughs> and he's he's completely right about that. Um, but you might not remember, and I didn't even know this was a thing until I was researching bubble beepers. But there was like controversy surrounding it because everyone thought if you had a beeper in the nineties. You were a what? Oh. Drug dealer. You were a drug dealer, yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> See, I just thought you were cool. So I, I, I guess points I thought to drug dealers were cool. The, in the first season of The Real World in 1992, one of the cast members' beepers goes off, and the roommate asks, why do you have a beeper? Do you sell drugs? So in 1992, the Philadelphia Daily News quotes a former DEA agent who was seriously concerned. No question about it, because what's what if it's misinterpreted and this kid goes through someone's turf wearing that beeper and they misinterpret that beeper? It could possibly cause someone to lose their life or get hurt. To me, it's similar to, to carrying a toy gun. If it looks real, you may have to pay the consequences. This Holy guy, shit. Yeah, D agent saying, like, you wear this beeper, you pay the price. So uh, then um, the New York Magazine... Uh, did a short story about it. Uh, they found it dumb and embarrassing. It's called Creeper Beeper. Uh, one Teenage Olympus, uh, on Teenage Olympus, the gods weep, and perhaps the most devastating blow to street fashion since Vanilla Ice donned a Miami Hurricanes cap, an Illinois confectionery company has introduced the Bubble Beeper, a chewing gum filled replica of the electronic pager now ubiquitous in hip teen culture. Thus, any high schooler strapping on a flashing Motorola as a statement of maturity and maybe outlaw credibility only links himself to legions of sub-crisscrossers who pay 99 cents towards a suspiciously romper room effect. The bubber, bubble beeper <clears throat> is made of black plastic and is filled with 17 sticks of 
colorfully wrapped, if marginally flavorful, bubblegum. <laughs> Currently a favorite impulse buy at checkout counters like Woolworths, and products come courtesy of Amoral Products, the folks behind Big League Chew, because it was Big League Chew. Mm-hmm. Um, which is basically chewing tobacco. So, you know, since they were introduced in June, we've sold over 1 million units nationwide, says Gary Schultz. I was originally going to talk Big League Chew, and then I realized that they made bubble beepers. I'm like, oh, I got to talk bubble beepers. Oh, sure. We couldn't even expand our territory until October because we were so backlogged. Of course, some people who spot children wearing bubble beepers think the toy has an unfortunate connotations. The street literate see drug dealers more than surgeons. But Amuril claims the product is meant in good fun. We're aware that not every user of a beeper is a positive role model, Schultz says, but overwhelming majority of contractors, doctors, and salesmen. He does admit that the company received some concern calls from inner city areas. However, Schultz says we're getting favorable calls from parents because these parents wear beepers themselves and children like to emulate their parents. It's a toy confection item. I guess people can use anything the wrong way. Just ask Vanilla Ice. <laughs> oh, that's just mean. What did he do? So here's the best part of the story. They quote the morning call in it, our local No newspaper. shit. Yeah. So they were defenders of the bubble beeper. Take this lady quoted in the morning call from Allentown. Oh, boy. The story was by Rosa Salter of the morning call, a mixed signal and beeper gum. She, uh, her name is Diane O'Brien, who works with streetwise teenagers as a director of treatments alternative to street crime in Allentown. Said area use may not associate beepers exclusively with drug dealers. <clears throat> beepers have gotten to be a fashion accessory, she said, noting that some teens wear fake beepers, noting nothing more than black plastic boxes just to look cool. It's stylish, so you can look important. Anybody that's anybody has a beeper. I think that was my neighbor. Really? I think, yeah. Diane O'Brien? No, no, the writer of the article. Rosa Salter? Yeah. Huh. I want to say it was my neighbor. She wrote it in July 20th of 1992. It's on the morning call, our local paper. Um, her final thoughts are... Um, Uh, I don't know. She's taking shots at Big League Chew and. Oh, what the hell? Well, I'll get back to you on that. Let me confirm. I'll I'll talk to my senior producer. <laughs> oh, it's Mama Squeezer. I know. I know. I know who you're talking about Mama Squeezer. She's been little help taking shits on Pee Wee Herman, but. Yeah. Oh God! She was cleaning out some stuff and she found like some old picture frames and some tchotchkes I got from. My youth, mm-hmm. and it, she so she sends me the this. Do you want me? She sends me a text. Do you want these or should I sell them for you? And that's it. So I send her a text. Pick with a question mark. And she sends me then she sends me a picture. And I go, oh, I don't want them. Do whatever you want with them. It's tchotchkes and jo- I don't need this stuff. What was it? Uh, like a picture frame and like a little thing that I got. It was all uh, uh, Eagle Scout related when I got my Eagle Scout. Oh, uh, the gift set. Yeah, I so. want it. Could I have it? <sighs> sure. Um, and then so she asked me that. I'll just get the full conversation. 
it's not that exciting, but it was near infuriating. Because you know me, like, I am not one for stuff. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So she sent me, I go, no thanks, you may do away with them. And then I get back, I can keep it for you. After she asks if I want them or if you, she wants to, me to, wants to sell them for me, I said, I don't want them. Then I get the big weepy crying, like the heavy flow crying eyes. <laughs> and then I sent back, you can keep them if you want them. And then she sends back lots of memories. So why? <laughs> it was kind of loaded. It's like, do you want these? If not, I will sell them for you. It's pretty straightforward. And it ends with, there's lots of memories. So she wants to keep it. She she can keep it all she wants. But here's the thing. She wants to keep them, but she doesn't want to keep them in her house. She wants me to keep them in my house for her. Hmm. I keep myself in my house for her. That's true. You do that. That's my memory for right. her. You do do. I, you know what? I'm gonna text her this because this picture frame is perfect. I'm getting this. I'm gonna keep the picture frame for your office. I'm gonna bring it in. Oh, I can't wait. So it looks like um, the company ceded uh, some control to the people complaining. They changed it from a black bubble beeper to like a neon orange, pink, and green color. Uh, that translucent. Translucent. Uh, yeah. And then it looks like they released. A later edition of bubble beepers that looked like like as beepers evolved, they evolved with them in the two thousands. That's how long they were going. But um, yeah, they never were putting out the black ones. But beepers started to look more like that as time went on, like mm -hmm. the translucent colors. So maybe they weren't seeding; they were just keeping with the times. All right. Well, here's the thing: even the bubble beeper looks nothing like a beeper. I, I know we know it's because just, even the beeper it's like the bubble beeper in bright neon pink says bubble beeper it's it's stupid fake outrage and a lot of it so came we've been at this for a while yeah yeah I know okay. it's nothing new so uh in the article they mentioned your next pick here it is now look here you are gonna smoke this entire carton Huh? I thought you said you didn't want me to smoke anymore. Oh, this will take care of that, believe me. I wish my daddy'd had the parenting skills to do this for me, I tell you what. Start puffing, boy. We gotta get through 200 of these. For God's sakes, Bobby, what nationality are you? American. Then why are you holding your cigarette like some kind of European Nazi in the movie? Why does it matter? Now, that's not the right sort of attitude for you to have. Whatever you do, you should do right, even if it's something wrong. Okay. You're a sweet boy. <laughs> I did it for you. Give that was me. actually really hard because I cut it down and even spliced it together because for time. Mm -hmm. I could have done the entire episode. Yeah, it, it's a great episode. Uh, it cut out the whole part with it cuts to Dale, like handing out the government study, and then saying, "Well, or you could read this." And he hands out the tobacco company study, and the scene with Hank and Bobby goes on even longer after this. Oh, it's so good. 
It's anyway, good. we're talking candy cigarettes because, well, they didn't exactly have commercials for candy cigarettes. No, there's a few of, uh, like, back in the day, like, it's like, you don't have to advertise drugs. You don't have to advertise candy to kids, you know, no. pretty and much. you didn't have to advertise candy cigarettes because they advertised regular cigarettes. Right, and we wanted and them. That, that's all you needed yeah. because it looked cool. Oh, God, so cool. God, that's just gross. Oh, God, I can't. Ugh. Yeah, cigarettes are gross now, but back then, I And don't get me wrong, I like a good cigar from time to time. Not me. Um, I don't even like that. But I know I stink. Um, I also grew up in a time where I would have my lips pursed and, like, trying to suck fresh air out the tiny crack in my, you know, the 88 Bronco, too, while we were traversing down the road. Um, but, I mean, God, I couldn't tell you how many times I was just walking around with a candy cigarette hanging out. Thank you, Ray Stance. Um, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, make trying yeah. to mimic that. That was I one of the. Tell you how many times I'm walking around with it just hanging out of my lip? I'll still do that with like a uh, with like a toothpick now. Right. Just because it's like ingrained in my head. That's what um, one of the things that they made them like get rid of in Ghostbusters too. The guy smoking, because yeah. of the car- popularity of the cartoon, they realized their audience was much younger than they thought when they made the first movie. And um, they, then they leave in the line, uh, let's go get a beer. Yeah, let's, uh, let's Which, go get a beer. Which, in me doing my recreation, I recited, not knowing it, and my parents just lost their minds. Because just like you, I would put on my own stage show recreating the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I dropped that line. I just remember my parents just losing it hysterically. Yeah, I, I did two squeezes. The difference was... I was performing for no one, so it didn't matter. Oh, oh no. I would sit their asses down, and we're going to do Ghostbusters. We're going to do it right. <laughs> do it right. We're doing this, and we're doing it right. Yeah. Um, but candy cigarettes, and here, here's the thing. So not only were they cool, because it's awesome to smoke, right? Yeah, sure. It's it's not. It's bad for you. And the, if you do, you should quit. It's good. The, the bubblegum ones uh, were even cooler. Oh, yeah, because it's like... You had like chalky wrapper, but then bubblegum inside. No, no, no. That you could, if you would blow through the wrapper. Oh, with the powder. Someone had powder the, in them? The powder would blow out and you looked like you were puffing uh, a cigarette. Puffing away? Yeah. So for the most part, they're made by, I mean, anyone can make them. I, I'm, and they're called candy sticks now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they um, were the same candy also. I don't know if you remember these during uh, Halloween. You get like a little like bot like a small box. It was the same box like the two pack candy cigarettes came in, but it mm-hmm. was like it looked like a stick of gum almost, and it had that pink printing on it of like Spider Man or something. Yeah, yeah, they're all over the Avengers. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, well, that's what that's what World Confections does. They who the main purveyor of uh, our candy sticks, uh, and they make like a whole variety of. I mean, pretty much if you had like some, I don't want to even call it oddball candy, but you know, not your big name brand. Their candy is the stuff that you buy that doesn't have uh, a commercial for it. Right. You know, or it's the stuff that's in the baggies on the hook in the, you know, at the register. Mm-hmm. Impulse items. You know, at impulse, the gas station. impulse candy. And also like candy hearts and shit like that, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, they make all the, you know, and the, but the classic look is like those, the stallion kings of victory, 
um, was it Target? You know, all all those like made to look like old school 1950s cigarette boxes. Lucky strikes, yeah. Lucky strike kind of thing, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lucky lights. Lucky lights, yeah. Right there, yeah. Uh, Lucky strikes was. uh, Was that the real? Which which is the one uh, in Pulp Fiction? Oh, that's Red Red Apple. Apple. Red Apple, yeah, yeah, Red Apple. Um, that's what they always kind of reminded me of, like, cause they were in that same vein don't, of that old school cigarette, you know? Don't forget nails. That's nails. Kevin Smith's brand of cigarettes. Oh, yes. Nails. Um, so fortunately, I have a nails because... the lighter somewhere. Really? Yeah. Oh. Given to me oh. by the man himself. Look at you. Toot toot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Fortunately, we live in the land of the free and the brave and the um, overreactionary, surprisingly, so it's the case. Um, You can still go out and buy yourself some candy cigarettes. People think, like, they're banned. No, they just don't call them that anymore because it's common sense when it comes to marketing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some places you can't. Home of the brave in 49 states, uh, North Dakota— uh, oh no, I think you can get them now. North Dakota, they had a, here's what's funny. North Dakota had a ban on candy cigarettes through the 1950s and 60s. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, you know what? Go ahead, kids, smoke up. Like in the late 60s, when people started to figure out, you know what, maybe this isn't a good idea. That's when they're like, eh, kids, go, go pretend. Maybe they figured that was their thought. It's like, well, if kids can pretend to smoke, um, but here, here's a list of here's a list of all the countries uh, according to Wikipedia, um, and I'm not a scientist, so this could be taken as fact. Uh, of, oh, these are all banned: Brazil, Finland, Ireland, Denmark, Portugal, France, Sweden, Norway, South Korea, uh, South Africa, which uh, South Africa, Spain, Turkey. Thank God you can't get candy cigarettes in Turkey, uh, Chile, and uh, oh, New Zealand. You can't be under eighteen to buy candy cigarettes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and then and then our good friends uh, Saudi Arabia, because they are so concerned um, about the children. Right. Uh, Saudi Arabia is on the lookout to uh, for welfare of of the youngins. So is this the same company that makes bubblegum cigarettes too? Yeah, I think so. They they are like the big confectionery monster of the... What about bubblegum cigars? Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, my dad would, when we'd work in the yard to burn trash, because that used to be a thing people did. Yeah. We had a trash barrel, we burned the trash. So we'd be working in the yard with my dad, like uh, burning trash or like cutting wood. Like, you know, he'd smoke a cigar. He'd smoke... um. Oh, what the f- black and milds or something like that? Oh, yeah, with yeah. The, with the tips. Yeah. yeah, he bought us. That's what we smoked in college. He bought us uh, bubblegum cigars, and before they were like green, pink, and yellow, they were, were actually brown. Yeah, and it was brown. And we thought my brother and I thought we were so cool walking around with these in our mouths as long as we could. We grew up with our heroes smoking cigarettes. Yeah, and cigars. Yeah, yeah and cigars. Yeah. So. Um, uh, yeah, they were. They used to be brown. Now they're like all colors of the rainbow. Uh, but I'm trying to see if I can find a picture of a brown one. 
We also take would do like uh, Tootsie Rolls, like the big Tootsie Rolls, and like just pretend it was like a cigar. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. pretzel sticks at that point. When Whatever. We were kids, yeah, you pretend every. You wanted the smoke because it looks so cool. Yeah, yeah. Here at El, El Bubble, the, the someone has a case of the El Bubble, uh, but they're all moldy. <laughs> um, still probably better for you than a regular cigarette. Yeah. Why, you know, I don't know. All the sugar, what, what we learn, what we're learning about sugar now. <laughs> Not hundred percent. It looks like Swell is the company that makes El Bubble and El Bubble Two. Yeah, it's that. It's that balance. Well, people stop smoking and then they eat more, so they put on weight. So they're gonna have to start smoking again, so they don't get so fat. It's <laughs> a vicious trade-off. It or is. you can, you know, just exercise, eat lettuce, and live a healthy, uh, mentally stress-free life. Like, who who wants like to do that? It seems so boring. Yeah. So it looks like for uh, campaigns used to have bubblegum cigars, El Bubble, that were brown, that said, like, win with Bush, I'm seeing, that were fruit. So that they, these did exist. Because I, I, I never found them since then, but I remember as a kid having brown bubblegum cigars that my dad got me. Mm-hmm. And that I've, I've just proven to myself that they do exist. So I'm happy. Um, okay. Uh, should we move on? Let's, let's, let's move on. My next pick still exists, but it is officially retro candy since they just released a new recipe. Bart, I'm going to open my mouth and close my eyes and you're going to give me a big surprise. Uh. Crispity, crunchity, peanut buttery butterfinger. Nobody better lay a finger on my butterfinger. Mm-hmm. Open sesame. <laughs> hey, Joe, we're down to the last butterfinger. Ah! The last butterfinger! Simpson going deep. <laughs> Get a crispity, crunchity, peanut buttery burst in every bite of Butterfinger. I could go on all night. Please do. Uh, playing. Cl- um, Homer really threw out a quite. Uh, yeah, right. There's a little innuendo there. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So this is a candy bar that um, dates back to the 20s, I believe. It's that, you know, it's the chocolate and the crispy peanut butter core. Uh, but uh, it became, I didn't realize it existed. I don't think anyone did uh, till Nestle bought it in the 1990s and Bart Simpson was its uh, spokesperson because Brilliant. It, it became huge. Like, And when I say huge, like you cannot realize how big uh, Butterfinger became. Uh, when, in the early 90s, when, when mm-hmm. Bart Simpson, the Simpsons began advertising uh, Butterfinger. It, it was a like a change in, in uh, before you go to a, a, a store, but I don't think Butterfinger was ever on your list. In fact, pe- people might have got the Fifth Ave- the Hershey's Fifth Avenue bar before Butterfinger. Uh, see, that's what's weird. It's because my, I, as far as chocolate bars go, and it doesn't even have anything, maybe it, the Simpsons did it to me, but. Butterfinger is my favorite. 
Yeah, Butterfinger's great. I, I'm a Butterfinger fan too. Um, no, I was, I'm saying I'm saying this is prior to. I'm talking about prior to The Simpsons. People might have went for the Fifth Avenue bar more. Sure, but I don't. But that's the funny thing. I don't like Fifth Avenues. Oh, you don't? It's no, the same it's thing. Strange. I know. So maybe there's the marketing. Well, you'd you'd have to, and just this month, uh, Butterfinger just uh, changed its packaging with an improved recipe. I see that. They no longer use. Uh, molasses and uh they added more salt <laughs> sodium increased 20 oh. percent oh, <laughs> and molasses 20 percent yeah it's a what's 20 percent of already 20 percent of your daily intake of sodium probably right it, i guess and from people's descriptions it has a discernible salty flavor and salty aftertaste well they know their demographic they're selling it in america yeah, yeah. Um, You're talking to a guy that eats a bag of sunflower seeds a day in the summer. <laughs> that's true. Now, 1988 is when the uh, the original owner of Butterfinger hired The Simpsons to start advertising, but uh, and that, which caused Nestle to take a look and buy it, and mm-hmm. um, they bought uh, Baby Ruth and Butterfinger from R.J.R. Nabisco. Which are two huge pickups. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baby Ruth is a candy bar. I don't. I don't know how they stay in business. I don't know if anyone ever eats Baby Ruth. Oh, Baby Ruth? No. I. You know what? No one. I eat them when they end up in like my trick or treat bag. Oh. Sometimes people buy them. It's strange. So Sorry, not. Not my. And that's just saying how long it's been since I had a Baby Ruth. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Like I don't go out of my way. I'm like, right. I need a Baby Ruth. Yeah. I, so in, and apparently that uh, uh, in January of last year, Nestle announced plan to sell its confectionery brands um, to Ferrero SPA. Ferrero makes uh, like those um, jawbreakers and whatnot. Okay. And Nutella, but they may, they might have changed the recipe for two point eight billion dollars. The deal was finalized in March two thousand eighteen. I mean, just the name alone is. The name in that logo is worth, you know, how much. Yeah. Uh, so back in 92, they released these Butterfinger BBs that were like the mm. size of like a Whopper. Yeah. Uh, and they were like a big Simpsons thing. But they discontinued them, them in 2006, I believe. What uh, I like about those is, whereas, and I, I love a Butterfinger, but the one downside is it really does cake up your teeth. Yeah. The BBs allowed you to get it deeper back in like back in the molars and crunch it up a bit. <laughs> so you kinda you didn't get that cakiness on the choppers up front, you know? Yeah. Uh and I think the latest big release is the Butterfinger peanut butter cups that uh became pretty huge back in two thousand fourteen. They're a big seller still. Uh and people, you know, since then have used you can't go into a Froyo place without saying crush butterfinger as yeah. an option. Um, Butterfinger, always a huge, number one, I mean, Clark Bar does it, Fifth Avenue does it, uh, Zagnut, if you want it covered in coconut, does it. Oh, God. Who Chico Stick, is... too. What kind of sick, sadistic person? And I like a little bit of pain and suffering in my life, you know, it makes <laughs> you feel alive. Um, but God, you put coconut on your... Was it a Zagnut or, or a Clark Bar that... What's his name had and uh, uh, the great outdoors that caused the bears to come over. 
and eat. Oh, it's been so long. I'll I tell think... you what. Wait till baseball season. I'm sure it'll come up in conversation. It was Zagnut. Yeah, he John Candy throws the Zagnuts on, and then the Bears just come up and start eating it on the car. Yeah. I will. I mean, and I, I say I'm going to do a lot of things on this show, and you know, it never. And you roll your eyes, and it never pans out. I have the ability and the resources and probably the motivation, I, I will go and try out a new, uh, I'll try out a new Butterfinger. Because oh, I, I was such a fan. I do believe you'll do that. <laughs> yeah. I, hey. Hey, what? I, I'm not a candy guy. I'm, no, uh, no, that's an easy thing for you to do, though. It's not like we're not in a Wawa every, like, 10 minutes. Uh, yeah, but then I'm going to be like, oh, candy bars are expensive. That's true. It's an added cost. But you could forego lunch for a Butterfinger. Jake had one last uh, night. I forgot to ask him how it was. Oh. Yeah, but he's a youngin. He probably doesn't even remember what the hell the real one tastes like. No. No, he knows. No, he does. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is... Uh, uh, the most important thing about a Butterfinger is something we talked about in the show before. The first appearance ever of Milhouse Van Houten was in a Butterfinger commercial. That's right. So, it... it I don't know if it's true or not, but if it not for Butterfinger, we might not have ever gotten Mr. Millhouse. And without butter, that means in if you go like all the Kevin Bacon route, mm. without Butterfinger, we will never get. Can I borrow a feeling? Yeah, it's true. The Kurt Van Houten single, cause single. My demo tape. <laughs> so that's everything uh, I have to say about a beautiful, crispity, crunchity Butterfinger. Squeezer, your next pick. Across the country are snorting it, they're smoking it, and giggling as they do it. But this disturbing trend is no laughing matter. Not on your side, Simone Del Rosario joins us live in the newsroom with its dangerous effects. Well, they don't get a high or even a sugar rush, so whether it's peer pressure, curiosity, or mimicking behavior, for some reason, kids are snorting Smarties, and we have the video to prove it. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. These kids nowadays. Was this I a mean, recent thing? Yeah, it's a recent thing. Kids are doing the, the Smarties. Maybe uh, it happened uh, a little while back. Uh, fucking, oh, but it's so, it's so, so unpure, kids. So unpure. Because um, I'm not even talking about Smarties. Because we didn't snort Smarties back in my day. That's repulsive. We snorted Pixie Sticks. You snorted Pixie Sticks? Fuck yeah, you had to find out, and it burns like hell. Oh, man, I never did that. I, we also paid a friend to take a Listerine strip and put it in his eye. Oh, no. While. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. He could have went blind. He, well, I, maybe that's why he wasn't, maybe that's why he quit baseball. He was a good pitcher. Um... Yeah, yeah, we were in. I remember we were in the cafeteria, and uh, yeah, we. I think we paid him two dollars. I had a dollar, and someone else had a dollar, and that's how like invested I was in this for me to give up. a Yeah, buck. you to give up a buck. Yeah, um, you wanted to see and, someone uh, suffer. Yeah, he, he. It was like putting in a contact. He just tilted his head back, held his eyelids open, and laid a listerine strip across his eyes, and just I <laughs> just went down screaming in pain. Ah, oh, good times. Uh, so, what? Why would you snort a pixie stick? Because it looked like cocaine. So I had a friend in uh, Catholic school who would take uh, sweet tarts 
and like smash them up and put them in like a lunch baggie and call it candy cocaine. But he never snorted it. We just like eat it like a pixie oh. stick. Well, all right, fair enough. I mean, you had to tr- you got to try a little bit of everything, right? Yeah, oh yeah, you got to try everything, but I don't I'm not, think- I'm not saying it's a good thing. And I I still say you shouldn't do this. It's a bad idea. It's very painful. Uh at the same time, uh they're quite delicious. So, here's a true it's- true story about this past fall about snorting. Um we're at Oktoberfest in Munich and mm-hmm. I'm walking into one of the the beer tents and I see some girl with this little plastic vial tapping this white powder on her hand and just snorting it in like plain view. And I'm like, what the fuck? I think that, I think that girl's just doing cocaine right in public view. And Enchantress is like, yeah, probably. And then we find out that it's something called like, like Oktoberfest cocaine, which is a mix of menthol and sugar. And they sell it in all the stands there. Huh. It's in the little plastic vial. We bought some. What's what's its intention to to wake you up? Because so you can you keep drinking. Because you're drinking so much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we you tried just, it. Like, it. Doesn't really I do like anything. The, I, I'm not a fan of the uh, Afrin because that shit can be scary. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't who that. was Perry? No. Uh, there was a grunge guy, lead singer. I'm trying to think who it was. Was it? It might have been Scott Weiland. Uh, big time addicted to uh, Afrin. Yeah. Out of all the drugs you can pick up, he was hooked on Afrin. I never got into that. I like the ba- the capsaicin spray, which is basically you're squirting hot pepper hot juice pepper up your juice nose. Hot pepper juice in your nose, yeah. And that shit works wonders. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I really like that. But even that you get addicted to because just that initial feeling of opening up is so euphoric. Um. Even without any actual chemical process, it was like, oh, this is awesome. And then you're shooting pepper juice up your nose. And you're looking uh, for hotter and hotter peppers to chase the high. Yeah. Uh, until finally you're just jamming ghost peppers up there. <laughs> that would suck. I'm yeah. sure they'd probably do that in the jungle, like torture guys, you know. Narc stuff. Yeah. Why not? But pixie sticks um, are, you know, a symbol of our innocence and childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's... You have your regular pixie stick, and they've been around for uh, quite some time. Uh, the backstory is the guy who invented them saw kids. Um, he he owned like a soda. He was like a soda jerk, but not like a mean jerk, like no jerk, right like, handle jerk. Yeah, right. and he's like the the mixes for all the sugary drink stuff, and he noticed the kids were just eating the powder straight. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, all right. So he took that, mixed it up with uh, some other stuff, you know. More sugar, and, probably. Uh, more sugar. And started selling it to the kids. And eventually, at the same time, uh, invented Fun Dip in the process. He called it Lickamade. Yeah, it's still called Lickamade in a package. Is it really? Yeah. I, I never it, noticed that. It's called Lickamade, like Fun Dip. Oh, the Fun Dip, yeah. Um, but the Pixie Stick itself was called Lickamade. Oh, no. Fun Dip's still called Lickamade. Okay, uh, and then um, yeah, then uh, our good friends over time, Nestle, who we just spoke of, uh, they bought it up, uh, made it Pixie Sticks. Now it's part of the Wonka brand. Right. Um, and I have so you have your regular Pixie Stick, and you have to. I'm one that I would like to kind of uh, dose it a little bit at a time because if you pour the whole thing in, 
again, kind of like a Butterfinger. You get that clumping of sugar on your tongue. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Also, I would like eat like the paper wrapping in the process, mm. which wasn't great. So you would go with the plastic ones. Now, they were the generic plastic ones, and then there were the Pixie Stick brand plastic ones, which were the giant Pixie Sticks. Oh, yeah. yeah the... And those things were a work yeah. of art. Uh, the amount of, of sugar, I, cu- I couldn't find an actual uh, volume of sugar that was in a, 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 a giant Pixie Stick. Um, but I, it was just the, the rush that you would feel. Cause I mean, you're basically eating pure sugar. Let me just go over the ingredients real quick. Uh, dextrose. Yeah. Sugar. Uh, maltodextrin. Sugar. Citric acid. Naturally occurring. Sugar. And then less than 2% of artificial flavors, artificial and natural flavors, which I want to know what natural flavors are. Would uh, 12 grams seem right for the giant pixie stick? Uh, I'm not a drug dealer, so I wouldn't know, Ryan. No. 12 grams. I don't know. How much is... Uh, I would need to see... see that seems like it would be like the small one. Yeah. Uh, 12... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So 12 grams. So there's 85, there's 85 in the, the things. So there's forty-five calories per stick. That's not that's not too bad. And only ten no, grams I, of sugar. Huh. Well, yeah, if it's twelve grams, yeah, 10 twelve grams, grams and two percent is natural flavoring. Yeah. In the entire thing is sugar. Yeah. Um. All right. So a half a cup is sixty-four grams. Hang on, we gotta do some math here. Half of 64 is 32. Half of 32 is 16. And then, so, carry the ounces. Are you sure that's a big pixie stick? Giant pixie sticks, yep. 12 ounces. Or is that a serving? That's That's in one. Hmm. I feel like two feet of sugar should be more. These are the current ones, so I don't know if they shrank them down at all. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they they kind of they discontinued the 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 big like two footers. Uh, okay, these uh, this is the current giant plastic straw they sell with the to- the topper on it. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm talking like the ones that you could you walk around like with like a. So this looks like it's only a foot. So. Ugh, fucking kids these days. <laughs> Pussies. Yeah. Can't even take two feet of sugar. Go go have your lickamade. Yeah, because that's not bad. Like I was looking at someone at work had a bunch of uh, natural, purely sweet teas on their desk. Oh God, it's like the worst thing in the world for you. Well, I looked at it. There's 42 grams of sugar in one bottle of that sweet tea, and he had like four or five there to drink that day. Well, remember we used to use these use that as a measurement, like the pixie stick. Like for a while they were. When they were uh, trying to push how bad uh, soda was for you and people weren't listening. And they're like, it's this many pixie sticks. Mm-hmm. You know, because, and, you know, and people demonize a pixie stick. It's not really fair. I mean, seriously, if you had to have a piece of candy, I mean, even like versus like a Reese's cup, like something like, a, a, I don't know how many grams here in his Reese's cup. And that seems like a lot of work to Google that. But I'm assuming. 
you're probably better off just down a quick pixie stick and get that quick little, you know, sugar high real quick. Yeah, right. Get it quicker. Yeah. It's like liquor versus beer. Almost. Like... There's eight grams of sugar in a Reese's cup. All right. And there's a lot of, I mean. Uh... But one package is seven, because you don't just have one. No. What are we, communists? Yeah. A mini. All right. So, all right. A stick entirely made of sugar uh, is uh, more sugar than uh, than a Reese's cup. And I'm not shitting on Reese's cups because they're delicious. <laughs> but by comparison to a, a Butterfinger, let's see. Well, we don't, we don't have to spend the rest of the show doing compar- comparative right, nutrition. Facts. No, because, yes, there's a rabbit hole I could go down. Right. Well, you did that before. <laughs> Uh yeah, uh, a re- uh, Butterfinger is 28 grams of sugar. But then again, it's a big ass Butterfinger. Big ass Butterfinger. And you're also getting all those uh, all those nutrients. Oh yeah, lots of nutrients. Hey, there there's two per- there's seven percent magnesium in there. So if you're at you're you're at the end of the day and you're at 93 percent of your magnesium and you're like, fuck, what do I do? And you quick down a butter Butterfinger, boom. You're set on magnesium for the yep. day. You got your magnesium. Cool. Um, all right. Here is now you want, might not make any sense of this right away, but here's my next pick. Baseball cards really capture the action and drama of the game. They're great collectibles and a fun way for the entire family to enjoy the magic of baseball. As a kid, I had to trade to get all the cards for my favorite teams. Now I buy Topps baseball cards in complete team sets. With each team set, I get this attractive wall display. It protects the cards, yet they're easy to take out to review. Choose your favorite team and call now. You'll receive all the 1989 Topps baseball cards for your team, including the rookies, for only $12.95 plus $2 shipping. Your money back if not completely satisfied. Order. So that's an old commercial for Topps baseball cards. Sweet. It basically gets me to... Uh, juice tops, juice bar, uh, gum, <laughs> which I don't know at what point this was discontinued because we were still selling it when I worked at KB Toy Store in uh, 99 and uh, close to 2000. Um, these things like little, little rocks uh, of flavor. There was uh, <laughs> orange juice, grape juice, apple juice, and Pink lemonade was the like the big hit flavor that everyone loved. Mm-hmm. I loved the apple juice one; that was my favorite one. I, I buy we just down these at KB like as a, a, a get through the day, just grab one, rip it open, and take it. Like <laughs> no one's inventorying those. No, they really weren't. No one cared like that we did it. But Tops made a lot of candy, uh, like Push Pops and Bazooka Joe. Um, there was, I mean, there's more, like, I think Tops, you said owned Ring Pops, right? Uh, yes, Tops was Ring Pop, and, uh, uh, we'll transition to it after this pick, too. Yeah, um, they did a lot. Yeah, so, uh, Tops did a lot of those, like, heads of, like, Batman or Slimer or Alf that weren't painted, and they had, like, little, like, sm- like sweet tart candies that kind of match the movie logo property too in them 
I feel like all they made was sweet tarts and flavorless gum. I mean, I wouldn't say flavorless. The flavor on those juice bar gums was super awesome and intense for about three oh, I, seconds. I'm going, I'm going actual baseball card bubble gum stuff. Oh, right, 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 right. right. That, that little kind that you, like, you put in your mouth and you could crack in half. <laughs> like, a, like a board at a karate tournament. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, so, yeah, Tom's Juice Bar Gum. And so this was one of the ones my grandpa used to... And I think there was another flavor that I'm that was earlier that I, I couldn't like track down what it was. It was like I think it was might have been a fruit punch or something, but I really couldn't find it. And my grandpa used to take me to this car dealer in Allentown when he'd do his pickups, <laughs> and gotcha. he'd go in the back with uh, with this guy and whatever, and uh, we'd stay out. And his wife would give us like what was like whatever tops candy we wanted because it was a card shop. That's like stores used to exist on selling like trading cards. Oh yeah, there was. I had my my spot. That's. I still remember buying one of my uh, Fleer foil Spider Man. Just. Yeah, ours was uh, ours was, was called awesome. Elmer's. And uh, I forget exactly where it was. It was downtown Allentown though, and um, he'd go to Elmer's and then he'd go to his his coin guy, which I, Ozzy was the coin guy. Ozzy's was the coin guy. Uh, now all the coin shops exist to buy and sell gold and jewelry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That might have existed yeah. back then, but they were yeah. more like in coin collecting was a thing. Um, yeah, our co- our my card guy was uh, right by a. Uh, it's a Burlington Co. Factory now. It used to be a Heckinger's. Oh, there was a card right guy now, in there. there a, that, well, that weird place that is like an insurance place now, right next to the Burger King, going yeah. to be a local. Oh yeah, right yeah, by yeah. the sign where they they put a Dick Sporting Goods and a Giant in, and the billboard like was side by side and said Giant Dicks. Yeah, that, that you could look that up. It every day. So, yeah, there's uh, pictures of it. It's, it's a meme on the internet. Reali- they realized they had to go and they they swapped them. Right, so that's his Dick's Giants. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, folks. Oh, what's what's that? Someone's at my door. Oh. Um. But yeah, ours was it was half and half. It was a card collector shop, and then the other half was all NASCAR memorabilia. Oh. And that's what this guy specialized in. And that's why we would go there every day because my dad would, like, that was his hangout. First, he'd go to the Texaco by you, and then we'd go and hang out at the NASCAR shop because you need more die-cast cars. <laughs> well, you can never really have enough. It was a thing in the 90s. They were everywhere. Yeah, they were pretty big. Uh, Dale Earnhardt, right? Uh, yes, he was. A, he drove a car. Yeah, that's what that was like the guy. Uh, yeah. Everyone talked about, but yeah, tops juice bar gum. Uh, I still have all oh, like one I got from Dinosaur Dracula uh, that I keep. I think it's pink lemonade. I think I got the good one, so hmm. I'll take a picture of it and put it on our Instagram. They're if, always it, fun. It was like drinking working. juice, but it was gum. Yeah, it's better. Um, all right. Speaking here. of tops and fun containers, yeah. Garbage man can. Who can take your trash out? Stomp it down for you. Shake the plastic bag and do the twisty thingy do. The garbage man. Oh, the garbage man can. <laughs> garbage man can. <laughs> 
I, that's the thing. A lot of these candies, you know, they don't have commercials. They no. Yeah. And what do we do? We go to uh, Simpsons and King of the Hill. Originally, I had, uh, it was the, um, I, I did my smoking clip first, and originally had the Simpsons um, when Bart is stashing all of Fat Tony's uh, cigarettes in his room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Homer basically forgives him that he's not smoking, but he's okay with him working for a mob boss. Right. That was my original clip. And then I, when I realized I was going to do Garbage Man for the garbage candy, I had to, I had to switch smoking to King of the Hill, and I figured that was a better choice anyway. Well, it also knocks off a of bingo. Ah, oh, true. We get two. Yeah. Um, yeah, garbage candy. The can being the word can, like a trash can, mm-hmm. uh, hyphen D-Y. Uh, so it's basically, uh, like a, there's, I would put them around like a Smarties kind of, uh, yeah, our sweet tarts, uh, sweet, more like sweet sweet tarts. tarts, Yeah. Yeah. A a chalky fruity flavor crunchable. We'll call them. Uh, and they came in a trash can, a little plastic trash can that you could pop the lid open with and, uh, somewhere like, uh, it was all garbage. Uh, my, my two favorites being, uh, the bottle and uh, the dead fish, uh, and you, yep. you can just for, pop for it some open. reason like a fish, a, a fish tail, yeah, was like the go-to garbage item, right? Yeah, because and here's the thing: you'll never see a dead fish in the garbage. They decompose so quick and fall apart. It's just gonna be a pile of goop. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, I, I went fishing one time and I didn't know you can't just, you know how you, you catch your fish and you put them on that, I had them on that line that you could let out for a little bit, which isn't the best thing to do to begin with. Uh, and then like I took them back and I, I hung them up outside and then I went inside and was like, oh, how's your fishing? I'm talking about it for a while. It's like, hey, where'd your, where your fish at? And for like hours, they're just hanging out front like on the porch at this cabin. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't pleasant. Um, we didn't eat those fish that night, sadly. <laughs> um, sorry, Mother Nature. Sorry. Um, but what I did do was fully take advantage. You know. You know the term reduce, reuse, recycle. Mm-hmm. That that fits in great here because you would reuse these. You weren't just buying candy. You were buying an accessory for your toys. Right. These were a given. Yeah. These were great for your Ninja Turtles. They were great for wrestling, too. Great for wrestling. Hasbro great wrestlers worked wrestling. well with these. Yeah. Um, these were your great trash cans. And so the lid would flip open, kind of like a more of a modern trash can, even though they look like the old school uh, uh, stainless or uh, the old school steel ones. But I would have to rip, like, tear the top so that it would come clean off because, like, my trash cans didn't have, like, flip up lids. I, we weren't rich. Um, but yeah, they, um, I would always use them for a toy. So you'd have a collection of these things. You would go and just buy a couple and quick down the candy and then make sure that that way, uh, you had another weapon for either your, uh, turtles or, you know, particularly wrestlers. That was a big one. Now I did come across one thing and the artwork kind of tells me this, um, because it looks very similar to, cause this is a tops product. And just by looking at, like, the artwork of the garbage in the garbage can and everything, mm-hmm. it really does look like uh, Garbage Pail Kids. All right? Also made by Tops. 
and I've come across a number of sources online, and I can't confirm, though, that this is a co- part of a creation of Art Spiegelman, uh, who would, you know, go on to create Garbage Pail Kids, uh, and who would go on to create Mouse, and get a, was it, like, got, like, a, Pul- a Pulitzer, or something, like, it's, like, this brilliant mind who's, like, you know, awarded for, you know, like, one of the greatest, you know, highly recognized uh, comics of all time. Right. Also created Garbage Candy and Garbage Pill Kids. I can't confirm that. I was digging around. I, I see I see sources. I, I don't see actual sources. He also claiming that. wrote one of the greatest comic books, Mouse, about the Holocaust ever. It's wonderful. I, I said that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I missed it. <laughs> yeah, you got a, a Pulitzer. Yeah, it's a great comic book. We've talked about Mouse before <laughs> on this. You did that to me last week, so. You got caught. Yeah. Fair enough. I was uh, making a note on my next pick here, and you got me. Fair enough. I heard Spiegelman. I'm like, wait, do we talk Mouse? <laughs> Have you read Mouse? Uh, I don't think I read it in full. Like, wherever you kind of, like, see, you know, like, bits and pieces of it. I have a paper. If I could dig it up downstairs, I wrote a paper in 11th grade on Mouse. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, When we were studying the Holocaust. So, yes, I was always a big, that's a great book, too. Mm -hmm. Kind of was ripped off by Steven Spielberg. American Tale. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm a five will go as West myself so but i like westerns so garbage candy gar- what is it called again garbage uh, candy candy yeah garbage candy good pick tops is getting well represented in this retro candy as it should uh here's my second chocolate bar and and for you existed in the na- early 90s you know this exists you know that this existed and you're probably wondering why it still doesn't Granny. Now Twix has cookies and cream between the chocolate and that great cookie crunch. Granny. New cookies and cream, Twix. Another one of life's great kicks, Twix. So back in the 80s, there were two kind of brands of Twix. You had the one you know about that came from England, which was the you know cookie with the caramel on top covered in chocolate. Mm-hmm. That's your, your go-to Twix. Got to America, and we threw peanut butter on it. <laughs> so there was the, the Twix caramel and the Twix peanut butter. They're in that uh, kind of matte gold wrapper with the red Twix font was the caramel and the um, uh, orange Twix font was uh, the peanut butter. That was your, and then in 1990 or 1991, they released a... Uh, so we're talking almost 30 years ago, two new versions, cookies and cream and chocolate fudge. Uh, the cookies and cream, or the chocolate fudge was the uh, cookie with chocolate fudge on top instead of peanut butter or caramel covered in chocolate. And the cookies and cream obviously was the chocolate cookie with the cream on it with little chocolate cookie pieces mixed in with it covered in chocolate. It was Delicious. Super fucking amazing candy bar. And, you know, it kind of went away. Now, I think I'm going to play the chocolate fudge one quickly here. Okay, class. Class, clear your desks for a little pop quiz. 
This, this was advertising in 1991. That's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Oh, it's it feels like they just like someone should be paying Bill and Ted royalties. <laughs> right. uh, so the chocolate fudge obviously was a, a regular cookie. The Twix cookies and cream only had the chocolate cookie inside. They now sell so peanut butters. They all went away. There was only the caramel Twix for the longest time. Peanut butter made its way back. You get the peanut butter Twix. Cho- chocolate fudge has made it back with a chocolate cookie. So it's called triple chocolate fudge Twix. They've, they're not bringing cookies and cream back, and I don't know hmm. why. It's the perfect time. Oreo's huge. They have an Oreo candy bar on the shelves. There's a cookies and cream Hershey bar that's huge. Bring back Twix cookies and cream. Give us what we want, and go give us retro wrappers. I want that that orange with the yellow font for peanut butter. I want that red with the white font and matte packing for the caramel. I want the blue for chocolate, and I want that brown for cookies and cream. You know, they have to pay an art department to do that. I'll do it for them. <laughs> or, you can, or they could just, you know, they have a left one and a right one, and they're exactly the same. Uh, it's, it's the story of America, Ryan. Come on. That left-right thing gimmick they did was so stupid. <laughs> I knew that would make you angry. So dumb. They waste their money on that. They can't bring back cookies and cream. Twix. They didn't waste their money, you know. Good people made good money making those commercials. So when we were in Germany again, and we were looking for, they had a like a a, a special limited edition holiday Twix that had like a, the special mm-hmm. biscuit on it mm-hmm. this year, and it was out in Germany, but we I couldn't find. We, we were kind of drinking. <laughs> yeah, I I, I assume yeah. I, when you go to Europe during a drinking festival, I don't expect you to go and try to find. Uh, you know, holiday versions of American candy. Um. Well, I mean, are you you're talking normal people or me? Because I would well, totally believe you'd expect me to to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, come on. You think that little of me, Squeezer? <laughs> I would expect you to. What I saw it was like August too, and I'm like, oh, when we go to Europe at the end of September. Totally looking for this nonsense. I even saved it. Only you. On my desktop. And I'm trying to see if I can find it. The Speculus cookie. Yeah. It was the Speculus Twix. We didn't find it. So long story short, we didn't get it. But yeah, I would really like for whoever the hell makes M&M and Mars to come out with cookies and cream Twix. I'm I'm giving you a billion dollar idea. You're welcome. Squeezer, you're next pick. Every time folks eat super fruity bonkers fruit candy, makes a big hit. Now there's a big new flavor, bonkers watermelon. Mouth-watering watermelon with an extra fruity middle. Makes me want to eat it up. New watermelon bonkers bonks you out. (laughs) Some candy! Watermelon, huh? Uh, I well, I had to go watermelon. Yeah, 
Um, I love I love me a good bonkers. Uh, I remember bonkers, but I don't remember liking them. I don't think. Uh, yeah, they were. I I think they were just a casualty of uh, uh, a very crowded market. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they did really well when the commercials ran. So as long as these commercials were running and they were funny and it was basically uptight people getting hit by giant pieces of fruit from the ceiling and then they'd laugh. Mm-hmm. And that always works. Uh, and as long as those commercials ran, Bonkers did well. As soon as they cut back costs on the marketing, Bonkers fell off the face of the earth. Mm. And that was that. Um, so they were – you had – it was kind of – I'm trying to think of it as a uh, – uh, like, I don't want to – like a slightly softer starburst with a little more punch on the inside. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember that. I didn't really like them. For some reason, yeah, I, no. they weren't my cup of tea. Yeah. They were – they were in that uh, gummy, chewy, taffy kind of family mm-hmm. um, with a little bit of extra flavor, like – bad in the middle uh, uh, with an extra flavor boosted center uh, as they would say mm-hmm. um, and yeah they didn't last um, uh, they were owned by Nabisco it was a Nabisco product so it's funny that like most of our products were what Tops Nabisco and Mars Is anyone else uh Tops, Nabisco. So I had, uh, I don't know, whatever the Aora company that made Bubble Beeper. Okay. Uh, then I had uh, Nestle, who did Butterfinger. Mm-hmm. Then okay. Tops, then Mars, and then you had Tops. What was the company that did the cigarettes? Oh, uh, World Confections. World Confections. Then you okay. had so Nestle and I Tops. Things not well. And. And now you're back to Bonkers were made by. Uh, well, Bonkers Nabisco. were made by uh, Nabisco, but they they so they discontinued it, and it was sitting on the shelf. And then um, uh, Leaf Brands, who we've talked about before, um, they're kind of like this uh, nostalgia revival company. They go, they're going back and bringing back. Uh, remember we talked about Tartan Tinies. Yes. You brought them up? Yeah. Uh, they're the ones that are bringing Tartan... They brought Tartan Tinies back. Right. Leaf. Uh, same thing. Yeah, Leaf. Uh, same thing with Hydrox, um, Astropops. Now, they claim to have been working on Bonkers now for some time, going back like three or four years. Um, and it's on their website. Uh, they're promoting it and stuff. Uh, but you can't buy them. Uh It seems like they're in production. I don't know how much time it takes to work to get this up and running, but let's see. Bonkers fruit juice. Four months ago. It seems like, and I, I can't confirm, but like they're in like the testing phase of these things. Like to see if, you know, you're going to grow extra hair or an extra limb or something's going to fall off you. Uh, like Dan Aykroyd and nothing but trouble. <laughs> yeah, you want to be sure. But yeah, so... Leaf has the rights to these. They're uh, hoping that it's in the process because I, again, I'm not a candy guy. But if I saw some bonkers, I might go. You know what? Just to, what the hell? Just like 
you know, just to try and I, you know, I would buy them and probably never eat them, but sure. Um, just to try and try one and go back to that. It's like a time machine, just like you bought Ecto Cooler when it came out and you had that one Uh carton just to feel the way. That, that, oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't the same. There's something about I needed Slimer on the box. Yeah. I don't think legally they could. No, legally they can't. But look, just, and then don't sell it, at, don't sell it as a food product. Sell it as a uh, edible collectible. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Another billion dollar idea. Loophole. I should have been a lawyer. I could add spenders that I can like put my thumbs behind and like pull out and. Now I'm no big city lawyer. Uh, Yep. There you go. They call it loophole squeezer. They call him loophole squeezer. Yep. I like that name. Thanks. It suits you. Um. Okay. Uh. Any more on bonkers? Except that look out for them, people. They're coming back. Uh, hopefully, yeah. All right, so uh, I took a shift, and I went to uh, Wonka Candy. A, a what? A shift. Oh, shift. Wait a minute. I must show you this. Lickable wallpaper for nursery walls. Lick an orange. It tastes like an orange. Lick a pineapple. It tastes like a pineapple. Go ahead. Try it. Mmm, oh. I got a plum. Grandpa, this banana is fantastic. It tastes so real. Try some more. The strawberries taste like strawberries. The snozberries taste like snozberries. Snozberries? Who ever heard of a snozberry? Uh, <laughs> this remind every time I hear that clip, it reminds me of my idiot friend that I, I lived with when I got out of college. Um, we had a Christmas party in our basement. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone was mostly gone. And I came downstairs, and he's eating Christmas lights that are plugged in. There's no one down there. He's not performing for anybody. He's eating them. And I go, what are you doing? He goes, the snozberries taste like snozberries. Not, not a Christmas vacation? Uh... What? Christmas vacation? Yeah, if I come down, I see a cat chewing on Christmas lights. Oh, yeah, right. But... He made he he was I thought the snozberries taste like snob snozberries was so out there and hysterical. I still think of that every time I nice hear that because you know you know Tommy very well. Oh, very. You you've seen him do things that you're surprised he's alive. Uh yeah, it is surprising. I'm ha- I'm uh, happy for him. <laughs> Me too. It's surprising nonetheless. Yeah. Um. So I'm talking about Wonka dweebs. These came out again in '91. This is like the height of my candy renaissance, and there was they were branded as the cousin of nerds. Now I love these because I kind of uh, fancied. My, I was I was a dweeb, <laughs> and my mom was like, "Oh, these are you." My mom jokingly <laughs> said, "These are you," and they were like soft, and they came three flavors per pack, but kind of in the same pack. But they were like maybe three times the size of a nerd, four times the size, but they were soft. I, I, and chewy. I think it's funny. It's it's strange that you would see them as you, whereas you just said they're three times the size of a nerd, and they're marketed as plump, soft, and sweet, which basically describes me. <laughs> um, you're a sweet. You are a sweet boy. Yes. Uh, did you eat nerds when, or I'm sorry, dweebs when you were a kid? 
I honestly I couldn't I don't remember. Oh, I, and, I, and I came across them in the research, but I'm like I don't remember having dweebs because I was a nerd. I stayed with the nerds. I remember dweebs 100. percent We got them at the Weiss at our the supermarket we normally go to at the South Mall, and I was so excited. My mom bought them for me. She's like, "Oh, my little dweeb, here you go." Ah, oh, that's yeah. so sweet. So they weren't. They so didn't. Soft and sweet. Yeah, they didn't last long. I don't know the marketing. It was like a flash in the pan thing, and I, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's like when you already have nerds out there and established, you're kind of, you know. Yeah, it's, I guess it's hard to establish a new candy, but you're yeah, kind of we... competing with yourself. Yeah, it's true. But uh, yeah, that's why I left Dweebs at the end because there was not much more to say about it than to remind you that Dweebs existed. They came three <laughs> flavors to the pack. They were soft and chewy, and they disappeared. <laughs> I don't have any stories to tell about them. Um, I was trying to, hmm. trying to what? Make a joke about me being in uh, No, I was trying to think of a child actor, like a, 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 a young, fat child actor whose career ended very quickly, and I was going to throw it in there. But I'm, I'm out of clever juice, so. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, we, well, this has been, um, a long one. Like, I just mm, damn. Now I'm kicking myself. I had a joke there and I just fell apart in my head. I tried to get it out too quick, you know. Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna come to you like when you're doing oh, I'm the dishes. Just gonna shout it out loud. Yeah, and, well, squeeze that. Might enjoy it. She's like, who? <laughs> uh, I think from what I read online, like older people thought they were a knockoff of nerds. Mm. Even though they were Willy Wonka, and they were uh, the same, they were supposed to be related. They—that's why they later put on packages "Cousins of Nerds" candy. Gotcha. Yeah, I could see that. It's like, yeah. oh, here's knockoff shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you're not doing yourself any favors. Right. Um. So yeah, that's that's uh ten retro candies, and God, I don't even know what the hell we talked about at the beginning of this episode, but ten retro candies and. All that other goodness we gave you. Uh, we spoiled the entire uh, soundtrack to Captain Marvel. That's true. We did. But, I mean, that's better than spoiling, like, the plot, I, I guess. I don't know. I'm a music cue kind of guy. <laughs> um, this was a fun episode to talk about Retro Candy, and I think we'll Ooh, be... here's a good music cue. Yeah. There's a lot of, lot of good Instagrammable things we have this week. I really didn't have anything to post the past two weeks because no one gave a shit about Transformers. And Mike, what are you gonna? I'm, I posted books. <laughs> yes. Books really don't and, uh, draw the, the likes. Love. You, you posted the the timeline video game, and I'm swiping through. Like, and I, I I watch gameplay, and just watching this, looking at the stills, I was like, it was kind of depressing. Yeah. I again, I never heard of that game before, but you learn. So I even learn on this show. Uh, so um, I, I, I got some of my info on uh, Dweebs from uh, Gone But Not Forgotten Groceries. He's a friend of the show. He's got a good uh, blog. He's got a lot of stuff on cereal, candy, beverages, and whatnot. It's uh, GBNF for Gone But Not Forgotten Groceries.blogspot.com. It's a good, good site to find some research. Uh, I don't want you to think we pull all this out of our ass. Um but that's it. We'll be back next week with more uh, some radios for you, right, Squeeze? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm RK. And, and I'm Squeezer. And you're a handsome, sweet, soft, plump boy. 
I say plump in the sexiest way. <laughs>